32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors. The festive season is upon us, and for many people that means overindulgence, and not just one day, but many days. And uh, if you are training for a big event, or you have something on the horizon, or you've been very good throughout the year, there can be negative effects to, to do something like this. We talk about there is time to treat yourself, and uh, of course there is, but everything in moderation once again. So on this episode of the DTGI Sports Nutrition, Mark Wolf is with us once again, and Mark, sort of... I want to look at healthier options because uh, often these things can be very heavy, very sort of nutrient dense and, and almost taking in way too many calories. And a lot of people do. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a myth. People tend to put on weight over the festive season. And I think it's a big problem. Um, a lot of people come to me in January and say, I've put on four or five kilograms over the December period and uh, I, I need to lose it quickly. And uh, you know, to put on that amount of weight over that period is crazy. Especially, again, if you're an athlete and it is the peak season, uh, you know, January, February, March are very big peak racing seasons. So even guys that are doing comrades, they like to build up quite a nice base through December, etc. And uh, again, remember when you're overweight, it can lead to injury, especially if you're doing volume because you're putting more excessive weight on your joints, especially if you're a runner. Um, and if you try speed work at a heavier weight, well, then you're just asking for trouble. So I think the question is, you know, how do you cope with a festive season? Um, and I think the big answer is moderation. <laughs> In other words, you know, don't overdo it. So, look, first of all, um, a lot of people eat out quite a, quite a fair amount. And I would say try and, try, and, try and eat out less. Try and, you know, make your own meals as much as possible and keep the eating out as uh, infrequent as possible. Uh, when you are eating out at family or friends, I think, you know, over, over the season is... Uh, Again, try and you know make sure that you're able to identify the foods that agree with you, and, and try and uh, again also keep that keep those foods uh, um, healthy. Um, obviously, there, there's always cakes and desserts, etc., and alcohol. Uh, you know, you know, at a lot of functions. Uh, you know, just try and be responsible and, and, and look at consuming alcohol in moderation, um, as opposed to going for you know lots and lots of beer. Maybe rather go for a little bit of maybe hard liquor, maybe one glass or a glass of wine here or there is probably a lot better than drinking like uh, five or six pints of beer. Um, when it comes to desserts, again, you know, a lot of people will tend to have uh, desserts on a daily basis. Again, if you know that you are going out or you know that you're going to a function, you know, keep the meals as clean as possible so that when you do go out and have a dessert or a cheat meal, it is just that. It's a dessert or a cheat meal. Um, a lot of people come to me and they say to me, um, can I have a cheat day? I don't believe there's such a thing. There's not a cheat day um, because that can really, really put havoc into the week. I think that a uh, you know one cheat meal is more than sufficient. Uh, and if you if you if you keep that in mind by eating clean and then having a cheat meal, um, you should be okay. And th another thing is don't make a cheat meal every single day. And if you really want to monitor your food intake and see how you're doing. Why don't you actually just record a food journal? Um, to me, that's amazing. Um, you know, recording a food journal is the best way that you can get an accurate measure of what you've been consuming. Uh, a lot of people think that they're eating healthily until they actually write down what they've been eating in a day, two, three days, and over a weekly period. And after an entire week, when you go and review what you have eaten 
that you think is being healthy, you'll actually see that probably it could be landing up to be 60 to 70 percent of unhealthiness. So again, that's that's another way of keeping you yourself in check is by actually writing down everything that you eat and drink uh, each day and then reviewing it maybe each night before you go to sleep and then saying, well, okay, I overdid it today. Tomorrow I really need to make sure that I, that I eat clean and, and it's a nice way of, of, you know, of driving you forward. So training your stomach according to, you know, what, what your journal says and, and, and using that as your major guide, um, you know, each day. Now, Mark, um, in the Southern Hemisphere, it's very strange. We tend to have this, uh, both in Australia and South Africa, this heavy sort of Christmas lunch, more sort of, you know, wintertime uh, Northern Hemisphere tradition. But, you know, you don't have to stick to that. And, and what about having something like a sort of a seafood lunch? Because generally, look, depending how you cook, you cook. But seafood can be a lighter and healthier option. Uh, I agree with that, Dave. And I think that, um, you know, when you're looking at proteins, things that are like lean proteins, like uh, fish or chicken, um, you know, uh, definitely are much lighter and easier on the stomach as opposed to, you know, heavy, heavy meats. Um, you know, that's another thing when it comes to the end of the year is uh, more people are doing, uh, they're having bras and they're having a lot of uh, red meat all the time. And then again, it's not just about the protein, but it's about what you're consuming with it. And I always tell people, if you're going to go and eat red meat, then uh, maybe try and have a salad with it. But then you'll get somebody that looks at me and says, no, 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 I don't have red meat without my baked potatoes So, uh, or my pup. So I guess it's a, it's a very difficult thing. So you need to try and, you know, again, you know, look, at, look at those meals in, in, from, a, from a holistic point of view. See exactly what you're consuming with what. Um, and uh, and tr again, try and try and keep those unhealthy meals uh, in moderation, because you are going to land up consuming excessive calories, and uh, you'll land up paying the price for it when uh, the new year starts. Well, calories aside, another problem. I mean, a, a lot of athletes tend to try avoid eating too much red meat. They stick more to fish and chicken and, and the leaner leaner proteins over the years and uh, over this space of the year and. Red meat, then, when you're not used to it, can wreak a bit of havoc with your system as well, can't it? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, I'm not a big red meat eater, and I know that, um, I, you know, because of that, if I do eat red meat, there's no way I'm going to be doing a long or hard training session the next day because it does impact uh, me quite significantly. So, and, and, and people look at me strange because if I do order a meat, I generally go for like a 100 gram or 150 gram fat. I go for these three, three to 500 gram sizes. So, so the thing is, is you know, you've, if you know your, you know, the stomach is basically close to the size of a fist, um, and it just expands as you put food into it. I always say to people, you know, um, you know, if you consume small amounts uh, and you, you enjoy it, you feel light, and uh, you can spread those meals over, you know, uh, uh, over a longer period. And I, I prefer eating like that as opposed to eating one big meal and making it so heavy that it's just going to drag you around, you know, all the time. One of the things about protein, which a lot of people don't realize, is that um, the body's only capable of uh, processing and absorbing a certain amount. And that's generally between, like, I would say 20 to 30 grams per serving. And uh, net protein, we're obviously talking about. Um, so if you overconsume protein, um, your body's just going to go and uh, process what it can. The rest will eventually be converted into glucose. And if your glycogen stores are topped up, it's just going to be stored as fat. So people think that eating meat... Uh, it doesn't cause weight gain, but it causes an excessive amount of weight gain. And it's not just the fat that's in the meat. It's actually the excessive amount of protein that you're eating. And it can also lead to, to health issues. So, again, keep things, 
Uh, keep the portions smaller. Portion sizes are, are, are quite something that I, I'm a big fan of. Um, you know, your body will tell you whether you're hungry or not. Um, if you just take a massive portion and you eat it quite quickly, you're going to feel very bloated and heavy afterwards. Um, it does take time for these foods to digest. And then you realize, no, I overate. But if you go for a much smaller portion and you leave it for a, a little bit of time, so like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you're sitting there and you think, okay, well, you know, I'm not full. I'm still a little bit hungry. Well, then you can go and have a little bit more. But at least that way you're pacing yourself a lot better and you're not overdoing it. I wonder if you traditionally do a sort of a big Christmas Eve meal or a big Christmas lunch, uh, that's some valuable advice. Have less and then you can always snack on stuff throughout the day and, and, and days to come, which is some great advice. Now, especially in the Southern Hemisphere, again, we are event heavy at this time of year, especially going into January, February, March, some big events happening. In South Africa alone, you might be training for the Cape, the Cape Epic. You might be training for... Uh, two oceans and comrades so you're getting back into the swing of those pre-races and your and your big training weeks and uh, the same we have a big we've got our 70.3 down in east london at the end of january so all those gains you've been doing in the weeks leading up to the festive season can be lost now a lot of people will take a bit of time off training mark maybe a week maybe two weeks they'll cut back the training get through that time of the year then pick it up and you basically want to treat diet in the same way if you cut back because also you're doing less training. So you really need to be watching what you are eating over those two weeks. Don't completely cut it out, but you really do need to be cognizant and have be cognizant of the fact that you know, you're doing less training. Uh, I, I mean, I agree with that 100%. Um, you, know, you know, even Tim Noakes has said you can train as hard as you want, but you just can't out-train a bad diet. And, and that's 100%. That's spot on. Um, you definitely cannot out-train a bad diet. Um, but the problem is, is when you stop training and your diet is bad, you're putting yourself in a really precarious position. So you need to, you know, you, first of all, I mean, you know, when it comes to nutrition, we look at something called BMR, which is your base metabolic rate. And, and generally, we would look at how many calories you're burning off at rest. Um, and you want to take in fewer calories than you're burning off at rest in order to be able to make sure that you're not, you know, gaining uh, a, a large amount of weight. And, and that depends on age, it depends on your body weight, it depends on the level of activity, etc. And um, when you stop training, you, your diet needs to, f to, to follow suit. Uh, there's no doubt. You need to reduce the intake. Um, you know, you don't need these recovery meals anymore. Um, you, don't, you don't need to justify that I deserve a treat meal because you haven't exercised, and a lot of people do that post-exercise as well. Um, uh, you really need to take control, and this is where the problems start, is when you actually tone down your training and you actually start to consume excessively, uh, that's where the major problems start. That's where the weight gain comes in very, very quickly. Uh, you need to be far more careful uh, when you stop training and take up rest from training. You need to be far more careful about your diet um, than when you are training. And what I say to people as well is that uh, you know, people say to me, I'm not training, I'm taking a break. And I say, well, actually, you are training. They say, no, no, I'm not training. I say, no, no, you are training. You're training your gut every single day. So we're not training your legs or you're not training your arms, you're training your stomach. Um, and that's where your focus needs to shift. Well, whatever your plans are over the next couple of weeks, do take note of what you are putting in your system. And you might be cutting back your traditional training of the event you are training for, but there are other ways to keep active. If you've got the kids with you, find ways to keep active because it will help. Thanks for joining Mark Wolf and myself, Mr. Active David Katz, on another edition of 32GI Sports Nutrition. We've got some great content coming up for you in the next edition of the show. 32GI. 
leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.